Thanks for watching today. In response to the questions that I received, I chose to respond to the question of what does self-care look like? I recently shared on Michael Collier's morning show about emotional wellness, and I want to share with you the tips that I shared about, you know, what does self-care look like? Because it's a new concept. My mother didn't know about self-care. Her mother didn't know about self-care, and her mother didn't know. So we are a generation that has more disposable time, we have more information, we have more options, which means we also are more exhausted. It's a different type of an exhaustion. Sure, our ancestors worked hard in tobacco fields and cotton fields and, you know, in uh, assembly lines. They worked hard taking care of their families. And we're working hard mentally and we're working hard emotionally, dealing with so much that we must understand what self-care looks like. I believe that sometimes people are actually learning how to tolerate their emotional pain from their childhood, from an act of violence, from abuse, from rape, from poverty, from racism, uh, from betrayal. Uh, sometimes people just shut it down and they normalize it and they get used to it or they minimize it and say, oh, it wasn't that bad. Or they tranquilize it. They don't want to remember. They don't want to feel. And eventually... What happens is that, you know, the body remembers, the body keeps count, the body remembers the pain, and it manifests itself in ways that sometimes are just very destructive and toxic and harmful, because you can suppress it, but eventually those trauma experiences, those feelings of resentment, those feelings of being exhausted and unloved and lonely and feeling unfulfilled, will manifest in our lives, and we need to know what to do with those emotions. I notice that some people take better care of their cars than they do their mind, their body, and their spirit. There are some people that put more attention and money on what they wear and what they look like than what they feel like on the inside. And so I'm here to ring the bell. I'm here to say, ah, 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 stop, stop, stop. Let's pay attention to what's going on and the inside. You know, the environment is external, but the environment is what's happening with our heart, our emotions, our feelings, our needs, our cravings, our values, our hurts, our expectations. And if we don't stop every once in a while to do a self-check, things could spin out of control. So it's important, again, to understand this concept called self-care. And so I want to go down my list and share with you some of the ways that I feel that you and I could practice better self-care. Would you like me to go down the list? Okay, here we go. I'm going to read my list because I don't want to forget anything. So the first thing is to understand that self-care is the new success. When you take time to take care of you, mother, father, <laughs> when you take time to take better care of you, pastor, leader, entrepreneur, when you take time to take better care of you, being the caregiver of your elder parents or your child that has special needs, when you take time for yourself, it is not an act of selfishness. So let's understand that self-care means the understanding that you're worth it. You're worth it having some counseling or some therapy. You're worth it. And it's so good if you are proactive, if you do it before you're in a crisis. To sit down with someone like myself 
that is non-judgmental, someone that can listen, someone that can give you a different insight or perspective that you never even thought of to work towards some solutions and some peace. Also know that self-care is the ability to say no and to know that it is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain every time. You don't have to say yes to every person, every project. You have to learn that it's important that your no is a no and it's okay. The world's not going to come to an end. Why are you stretching yourself so thin and then wondering why you're resentful, wondering why you're tired, wondering why you're burned out? Self-care is understanding. I can say no. I don't have to jump. I don't have to give. I don't have to do. I must maintain my energy. I believe that every day you wake up with a certain amount of energy in your energy account and you don't want to expend it on people that are going to drain you like a battery by the time in the middle of the day you're already spent. So make sure you guard your energy. The next is, you know, people don't want to go to the dentist. They don't want to get a mammogram. They don't want to take care of their body. And it also affects your well-being when you're ignoring the physical signs that are showing up in your body. When your body has pain, it is a message. It is alarm letting you know that something is going amiss. It's just like in your car. When that signal light comes on, that little red light that's blinking, that little yellow light that's blinking, it's an alarm warning you to take care of your car and to go get some oil, get some things checked up. So you don't want to ignore the signals from your body. Your body is so smart. Also, I know that there are people that have food poisoning. They can eat certain foods and they just get sick and they throw it up. Well, I believe not only can you experience food poisoning, but you can have mood poisoning. Uh, there could be people in your life that when you're around them, it, it just turns your stomach. You get a headache. You're like, oh my God, you dread being around that person. They don't bring you any joy. They don't bring you any peace. And it poisons your spirit and you begin to feel sick to your stomach. So recognize that maybe you have to not only socially distance from people in the grocery store or just in your everyday life because of this pandemic. Sometimes we have to socially distance from people that alter our moods and make us feel really totally out of alignment. The next thing is we got to eat more healthier foods. I want to challenge you as I challenge myself to eat more foods, foods that have color foods that are alive, and to drink more water. This is an act of self-care. That's your health. Guess what? Your wealth is an act of self-care. Are you stacking your money? Are you saving your money? Are you a good manager and a good steward of your money? Because once you start getting smart about how you handle your money, that's self-care. It's about self-preservation. You know, you want to have money for emergency. You want to have money uh, for opportunities. It, it's a great peace of mind when you are stacking your money and you are respecting your money. You know, I do affirmations about money. I constantly check my money. I'm constantly counting it. There was a time in my youth I was irresponsible. I wasn't a good steward with my money. And I had to learn the hard way that self-care is also taking care of my wealth, knowing my value. Knowing that as a self-employed entrepreneur, I have to know my value. And for so many years, I didn't. I didn't even respect my own gift. I was giving it away. I was allowing people to disrespect my gift. So my learning self-care included me honoring my value. 
Another thing is uh, music is a great part of my self-care. I love music. I love all types of music. I love jazz. I love neo-soul. I love country music. I love orchestra music. I love new age music. I love gospel music. I love um, R&B. I love music. And music just does something for me. And depending on my mood and depending on what I'm doing, I know what type of music to play. I even love classical music. I love, um, boy, I just love music. And music does something for my soul. It's an act of self-care for me. Sometimes I'll just get in my car and I'll put on my music and I'm singing out loud. And then sometimes I'll just open up the sunroof and scream <laughs> and get the stress and the anger and the frustrations out. That is a part of my self-care regimen, is learning how to enjoy music, sing out loud, and even sometimes just scream, make my own music, and letting things out. I also think that it's important to learn how to use your hands. Uh, self-care is important, and one of the ways you can do that is be creative. You know, coloring books, art, working in the garden, writing in your journal, cooking with your hands, cutting up vegetables. Uh, some of you may crochet or you may knit, you may paint, you may work with puzzles, you may braid with ha hair and you're using your hands and using your hands is a great way uh, to calm yourself and to de-stress yourself. It's important to have work-life balance. Uh, some people are working so hard and so busy and on the grind, they never take time to exhale. They never take time just to oh, relax. And I know you got bills, I know you got demands, but we want you around a long time. So you gotta make sure that you put in your agenda time for some life balance. Get on the floor and play with your kids. Get on the floor, play with your grandkids, play with your dogs, your cats. You know, do something playful. Do something that brings the child out in you. There's a little girl in you, there's a little boy in you that needs to play. Get on the basketball court and do your hoops. Go play golf, do something. Uh, where you're not being judged, you're not being graded, you're not <laughs> keeping track, you're just having fun. It's so important. I also think that laughter is healing. Um, sometimes I'll just go on social media and I'm just scanning and I'm listening to all these comedians. There's so many great unknown comedians as well as very popular comedians. And when I listen to them, that's a great way to practice self-care because you do need laughter. It brings uh, it helps the brain create a chemical called dopamine, and it just makes you feel so good. I want you to learn how to recognize your needs and ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. Do you need a break? Do you need help? Are you learning to delegate? Do you need extra time? Do you need to take a nap? Do you need to get away? Do you need a break? Then ask. If there's something you don't know how to do, maybe you don't, you're not good with numbers, you're not good with paperwork, uh, you're having challenges with your parenting, you're having challenges as a single parent, you need help, you need help with your 501c3, you need help with your, your book writing, you need help producing your event, ask, ask for help. You need help with just figuring out how to, what to do with your marriage, you need help trying to figure out what to do after the divorce, ask for help. I promise you, that's an act of self-care. And of course, learn how to move your body. Uh, I'm so glad that I have two stories because if it wasn't for my stairs, thank God for those stairs. 
I go up and down those stairs 50 million times a day. And if it wasn't for those stairs, I don't know if I'd be moving my body the way I need to. I don't know what you're doing, but make sure you're moving your body. Uh, I don't like the word exercise because it makes me feel like it's hard work. But I like walking. I like moving my body. I love dancing. And it's important that you move your body so that you don't rust. Make sure you oil those joints by moving and exercising. That's an act of self-care. It's so important. Uh, the last thing I want to share with you, and this is not the totality of everything, but these, this is the last thing I want to share with you. And that is that part of self-care is stimulating all of your five senses. Find a way to stimulate all five of your senses. I believe that your eyes should see beautiful things. Your eyes need to um, see things that are have color. This is why I wear color all the time because it's very energizing for me. I make sure that I surround myself with beautiful things. I'm sitting here looking at some flowers that my goddaughter toy, every time she visits, she brings me flowers. And I used to say, oh, you don't have to do that, but I'm appreciating that because when my eyes see beautiful things, when my eyes look at art, I have some Cynthia St. James art on the wall. I have art behind me. Those things, my plants, when I look at my live plants, when I look at the crystals that I have, the diamonds um, that people have given me, I'm not talking about jewelry diamonds, I'm talking about these beautiful diamonds that are like um, paperweights. They're beautiful. And even jewelry. I love jewelry. It makes me happy. I look at beautiful things. Um, the next thing is you should smell beautiful things. You should smell things that make you feel good. Is it the scent of uh, incense or oils or chocolate chip cookies? What is it that when you smell it, mm, it just brings you life? Is it your candles? Um, smelling flowers. Go outside and smell the fresh air. Stimulate your sight. Your sense of smell stimulate your ears. That's why I talked about music. You should hear good things. And if you're hearing a lot of negativity and watching the news all the time, a stream of negativity and violence and corruption and fear and all these things, my God, it's going to put a strain on your spirit, in your mind, in your soul. You must proactively seek out things that are going to make you feel good when you hear them a good conversation. Call a good friend. I call up my friends and I get to hear things that that stimulate me, make me feel happy, make me feel good, make me feel like I belong. It's important to stimulate what you see, what you smell, what you hear, and what you taste. Um, make sure that you're, you're eating foods that taste good to your palate. That's important. You just don't want to overdo it, right? <laughs> And the next thing is touch is so important. Touching your dogs, your cats, your loved ones, hugging. Um, it could be a pillow. It could be your clothes, but touch something. It could be earth, the mother earth, touching things that make you feel good, a warm blanket. You know, those things are important to your self-care, that you stimulate and activate all of your five senses, what you see, what you smell, what you hear, what you taste, and what you touch. So I want to thank you for listening. Um, this is a part of my series called Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. 
I feel I was born for this, whether I'm standing behind a podium speaking at a conference or facilitating my one-on-one -on -one life coaching and counseling and being a part of a wonderful tribe that I founded called the Women on the Grow. It is my 501c3 ministry, Outreach to Women, and doing that makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself because I have aligned my time, my mind, my spirit, my body, my treasures, my talents have been lined up with the things that I feel are of value, that are fulfilling. How about you? And so I'm so grateful to my tribe. We often say, I love the vibe of my tribe. I love the vibe of my women on the grow tribe. And for those of you that have not been a part of my empowerment community, I do a webinar every single Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern time. Now we start a little early for our meet and greet. So we start like at 2.30 for the meet and greet and then three o'clock I begin the message. I invite you to be a part of my empowerment community. I invite you to be a part of my webinar called The Filling Station. It is a place where you can come and get filled back up with hope, with insights, with faith, with fellowship, with information and knowledge and wisdom that can help you to grow and go to the next level of success and peace and self-esteem. Thank you so much for watching and sharing this video. Be well and be safe and stay connected and stay in the light.